Welcome to Gaiman's Podcast, G-Pod News. I'm Michael Roberts. It is May 17th, 2019, Friday, uh, the day before, well, unless you're doing the kickoff party tonight, this is the day before Pride in Long Beach, um, which is a two-day event, uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, um, yeah, Uh, so... (laughs) Sorry, guys. I have been tired this whole week, and yesterday I just, I, I just couldn't anymore. Um, in fact, this morning I got up on my normal time, and I went back to bed. I did not give a shit. <sighs> it's Friday, yay! Anyways, on today's episode, we will be discussing the different types of men's underwear and their function. As well as we'll answer your questions and more on this uh, episode of Gay Men's Podcast. Welcome, welcome again. It is Friday, uh, May 17th. I always have to look at the clock. Um... So yeah, guys, like I've been getting ready for Pride like very slowly and I've been having a really good workout regimen, but uh, there's some issues there. So um, I might have to see my doctor because something's not going away. That usually goes away um, and I'll talk about that later. It's, you know, for those of you who know me, you guys know that I have a stomach tumor um, it's inert, uh, it's not cancerous, but it did get a little bit bloated, and what that, ha- what, usually, the reason why is because I'm stressed, so I need to take it easy for a couple days, and my doctor's not available, and probably until, like, next week, or the week after, so, um, whatever, anyways, I've been working out, and I've been feeling better, which is really good, um, I noticed that my arms have been getting skinnier and a little bit more defined, which on a fat guy, that's good news. And also, I can actually see, you know, my neckline through my shoulders. And again, if you're a bigger guy, you know exactly what I mean. You skinnier guys can, you know, bulk up easier than we have to lose it first and then bulk up. <sighs> Not a fun time. Um, but that's okay. I want to keep my, my tummy a little bit, is that weird, like, that's, like, I want to, I want to keep that, because I like the way it looks, I don't know, maybe it's just me, um, but I really do like the way it looks, so I want to keep my tummy a little bit, but I want to, like, define, my legs are pretty defined, um, in fact, there's pictures of it everywhere, but, again, I digress, it is Friday, the day before Pride in Long Beach, if you're going to Long Beach, um, on Sunday, I will just be walking around, so if you want to hang out, just hit me up, you can hang out. Um, so, again, uh, let's get into the question of the day. So, this question comes from Rick from Los Angeles, and it says, When is the right time to come out to your friends? I came out to my family earlier, and they half took it okay, and half of them just don't care, I think. 
But when it comes to my friends, I have not told any of them because I feel like they will leave. Good question. Usually it's the other way around, <clears throat> Rick. It's, it's usually the other way around. Um, and honestly, this is... I pretty much had the same issue. I told my parents before I told my friends. Um, but here's my story. I didn't come out until in, I was in college. In fact, I dated women in high school and maybe like a couple months of college. And I tried it with a dude. I'm like, mm, this is okay. So, <laughs> um, I, I had the same fear. Uh, my parents are really understanding. So, I mean, I didn't think that there would be an issue there. It was really with my friends. So, in your, in your situation will be different than my situation or someone else's situation. So, this is really when you need to think. Is it, you know... No matter what, you should be yourself with your friends and with your family. Um, you know, being homosexual, I, I, I'm not sure if you're, you know, gay or bi or trans or want to be trans or whatever. Um, whatever label you have in our community, you're still, you know, a part of our community. But, you know, that's a part of you. No matter what label you are, it's part of you. If you're a bear, you're a bear. If you're a gay bear. You know, you're a gay twink. It's, it, you know, a lot of people think of it as, you know, I don't want to be portrayed as a twink. But it is a part of you. This is, that's like, uh, you know, someone on the outside world being, you know, a, uh, um, I don't even know what would compare. Um, you know, like a greaser or something. It's something, it's a style for them, but really it's a, it's a lifestyle for them and it's a lifestyle for us. So... You know, when you put labels on yourself, it's not always a bad thing. It's really good to understand who you are. I'm a chubby gay person. I'm a chubby fag. You know, a lot of people don't like that word fag. But, you know, a lot of people don't like it is because they're still kind of iffy on it. If someone called me a fag, you know, I'd be like, yeah, dude, I suck dick. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't take really offense. But some other people might. So that's why, you know, you shouldn't use that word. But... Anyways, what I'm getting to is that, you know, everyone has their own, uh, you know, um, their own outlook on what they want out of the community or who they are. And when you subside that or you deny that, you're creating your own demons, basically. So when it comes to friends... If you tell them who you really are and they're not going to be your friend, do they, are they really your friend in the first place? Um, I had a friend, uh, a female friend. In fact, all my guy friends I grew up with took it pretty chill. They're like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't really give a shit. You know, that was my, 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 my friends. The one person I thought would take it the best took it the worst in fact she said and I probably talked about this before she said that she was okay with it and then just caused a whole problem um with me and I had to let her go and she was my best friend in high school she was my best friend outside of high school and I was in college um I dated her a little bit and I think that was one of the reasons but you know we became friends and now we're no longer friends because she's an idiot 
and she, you know, she didn't like that I was gay. And it hurt at the time, but now that I'm older, this is what I think. Get your friends out of the way, get your family out of the way. Why? Is because what's going to happen is you're kind of like washing yourself clean of the uh, closet. (laughs) And you need to go ahead and find friends that are, you know, open about it. Be yourself. Um, When you're going to college, you know, uh, just, you know, be yourself. If someone really wants to know, they'll ask. And be honest, yeah, I'm gay, dude. Um, And that's what I did. And it seems like I've gotten more long-term real friends from just being myself and being open about my sexuality than I did when I I was in the closet and I had friends before then that I thought would be okay with it. So, again, sorry, my phone's going off. You probably can hear that. But, you know, in in this case, you have to do this for yourself. Are you ready to to be that person that says, you know what, I don't give a fuck if they can be okay with it. If not, it's going to hurt for a while, but you know what, I'll find other friends. I'll find friends in the community. I'll find friends in the outside of the community that are cool with it because there's there's people on both sides. There's gay people that are okay with it. There's, you know, uh, straight people that are okay with it. But let me tell you right now, the gay community, and I talk about this too, they're very clicky. So if you don't fit directly in, and not everyone is, don't don't think that I'm saying that everyone's clicky, but there's a lot of people in our community that also, you know, hate each other because, you know, inside the community, you're part of the, the Chubb family or the Bear family or the Pup family or the, you know, the bisexual family or, you know, this debate between gays and lesbians. You know, a lot of gay men won't be friends with lesbians. A lot of uh, lesbians won't be friends with gay men. And again, I talked about this too because there was this stereotype and I was afraid to go to this one event because it was all lesbian. I had the best time with lesbians. Let me tell you, I would rather be friends with lesbians than straight men because they're not as bratty usually. Um, now I'm friends with straight, uh, gay men too. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, no matter where you are, as long as you be yourself, you'll find your real friends. And your f- real friends might not be 10 people. It might not be 5 people, 3 people, or 2 It might be one person that is your real friend. Um, I have, like, one real friend. And then, you know, I have a small entourage, what I call them, of, like, 2 or 3 other people. And then everyone else I consider acquaint- uh, acquaintances. You know, I'm nice to them. Um, they're not strangers. You know, I try to be as friendly as possible, but, you know, it's just that, you know, that feeling. And I think when you grow older, you kind of come to terms with, yeah, that's how it is. You know, my best friend is really my family. Um, so she's, she's like a sister to me. And it's kind of weird when we get on like weird topics because it's like, oh shit, you're my sister. Well, not really, but you know, when we're talking about, you know, fucking some dude or whatever we talk about, but honestly, Uh, This is something for you to do. I would recommend you just get it out of the way. Because honestly, you know, if your friends aren't going to like it, then they're not your friends, dude. They should be supportive of you. They might not agree with it, but they should be supportive. And that's a difference that we have to see, too, is that, you know, some people, you know, might not 
agree with homosexuality, but they support your right to do whatever the hell you want. Those are the people that are, you know, cool as well. And then we have other people that are, you know, yay, you're gay. And, you know, that's awesome and very supportive. And those are the people that you want in your life for sure. So I hope that answered your question. Um, So when we return, we're going to be talking about men's underwear, specifically underology, which is the study of men's underwear that is actually inside the Mel Trunk catalog that some of you guys will be getting at Pride's. Um, But that's when we return. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Gaiman's Podcast, GPod News. I'm Michael Roberts. So, we're going to be talking about underology, the study of underwear. Now, um, if you guys have it, I know I gave some out, um, but also you guys can pick this up later. And I'm not going to go through everything that's in this article, but it's going to be a basis on this article. Um, that is the Meltrunk catalog, or what we're calling it. I think we're calling it the Meltrunk magazine because it only has like two pages of products for sale and then everything else is just like cool shit like uh, manscaping is in here, you know, our uh, how to do manscaping. We have underology that is also in this magazine. We have a really nice centerfold. In fact, our centerfold is cross-eyed. So why we used him was we really, you know, and why I'm saying this is because a lot of people are giving him shit for this. But, you know, he is cross-eyed. In fact, he has less vision in his left eye than his right eye. But um, he's a really hot model. And, you know, he's he's very down-to-earth. So, um, and we're all about, you know, bringing in people that are, you know, we're, we're supposed to support people in our own community. And he got a lot of shit for being cross-eyed and uh, being a model until, you know, he was picked up. And uh, he, you know, loved that someone gave him the opportunity. And now he's actually becoming a bigger model because of it. But anyways, he will be our centerfold. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm getting back into this Meltrunk magazine, which is, you know, a couple of pages, I think 16 pages altogether um, that we're giving out at Pride. We're also going to be giving it out with our um, samples. So you can order your free samples on Meltrunk.com. And it'll come with a mini booklet. That's the exact same thing as the full-size magazine. In fact, some of them will come with the full-size magazine. Those that come with the full-size magazine will also have my autograph in it, which I had to, like, practice the last week because, oh, my God, I wanted to make sure that everyone got the same autograph. You know, because when you when you write... How can I say this? When you autograph something... And, uh, especially when you're, when you're autographing a whole bunch of stuff, or if you're in the, you know, um, you know, the limelight, you know, this is that you always have to practice your, your, your autograph because your autograph is different from what you sign checks with and stuff like that. Your autograph is something fast and easy and also something that can be, you know, looked at in, um, in, um, automatically seen that oh hey this is actually from michael roberts yada 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 so i was practicing my autograph so some of you guys will get the full size magazine 
um, if you get the samples from Meltrunk.com. Some of you guys will get the mini magazines, but they all come with the same stuff. Except for one has my... Uh, maybe I'll sign the small books, too. That way it's better. Maybe I'll sign the small books, too. Maybe I'll try to get our centerfold to sign the centerfold as well. Um, I'll call him right now. He, uh, he doesn't live in Los Angeles, but um, I'll see what I can do. Anyways, let's get into Underology, the study of men's underwear. Now, this is 101. Again, it's inside our book. I believe it's page... I don't think our book has page numbers. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So it's uh, page uh, nine and ten of our book, um, Underology. So let's let's get into it. So a lot of people don't understand that you know when you pick your underwear, it's not only about looks. It's about you know what the underwear does, its performance, what it's supposed to be doing. So there's actually many styles of men's underwears in, underwear, including um, briefs, sports briefs, boxer briefs, trunks. Now, I'm not talking about swim trunks. I'm talking about trunks. Um, jocks, of course. Men's thongs, bong thongs. And, of course, the oldest known to man, which is boxers, which has changed in, you know, in through history, but it's always been like a boxer type. Um, what we call boxers, the name actually originated um, earlier in, um, you know, the um, beginning of the, the U.S. And then kind of died down and then made a comeback in the 80s and 90s. And I'll talk about that later. So let's discuss briefs. Now, briefs were a big thing in the... Um, um, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s. In the 80s and 90s, they kind of cut back, and then now we're getting back into sexier styled briefs. Um, but briefs have a specific job, so um, it's basically considered the all-terrain of underwear. Um, it's good for sports as well as uh, under many types of different garments. So, again, when you're selecting your underwear, it's not only about how it feels and how it supports and what it's supposed to be doing. It's also about the fabric that you're going to put over it. Jeans or if you're use, wearing slacks or, uh, you know, skinny jean. That's something that we'll talk about later with a different style of box uh, of uh, underwear. But briefs are kind of like the all-terrain. They're the go-to. They give you comfort and support. As well as, um, you know, they they protect you in, you know, a wide array of things like uh, from going to the gym or sport, sports or anything like that. They're kind of like the go-to everyday wear just in case you go to the park and, you know, want to play basketball or whatever with your, your boys and you don't want your things flopping around. Um, of course, there's sports briefs. Now, the difference between sports brief is the size of the uh, sidewall. So on your hip, where the um, um, where the waistband meets the fabric, the fabric is skinnier rather than longer on the leg. Usually a brief has about a three to four inch um, a length in the, the leg area. Sports briefs usually have a two to three inch uh, leg gap. So they're, they're a little bit more, less um, tight around the leg, 
um, giving more um, room for moving around in the ball area. Um, so that's a sports brief. So that's briefs and sports brief. Again, they're the all-terrain. The only difference is briefs are a little bit longer than sports briefs. Then we get into our boxer briefs, which is basically the same thing as a brief. It gives you the same support, but there's an extra layer of protection, and that's from chafing um, from the inner leg. Um, so boxer briefs are usually used for biking and stuff like that, where there's a lot of um, uh, rigorous activity running would be used for boxer briefs if you're, you know, prone to chafing. Um, now, if you are in track, um, uh, usually the coach will say, hey, if your, you know, legs do meet down there and there is chafing, wear boxer briefs. If there is no chafing, they want you to wear less clothes. So that would be a brief. Um, so boxer briefs are just basically boxer or briefs, uh, but um, they have added material. Um, which is one-third to two-thirds the length of the leg. So remember that. Boxer briefs are one-third to two-thirds uh, the length of the, of the leg. Um, next, we come into trunks, which a lot of people don't know, understand what a trunk is. So a trunk is basically almost like a boxer brief, but it has less leg. So this is kind of in between a uh, brief in a boxer brief and what they call it is trunks. Now again, this has you know, your everyday support and protection, but less of the leg. So it'll help with the chafing, but it won't uh, add you know, um, more compression or um, be uh, more, you know, a little bit warmer. Um, trunks are usually used um, again in running and cycling because they're less fabric, um, uh, but you know, uh, what trunks are good for too is when you wear a stiff pair of jeans just so that the, you know, um, in the, in that area where the pockets are, the pockets, you know, don't chafe your legs as well because the, you know, the trunks are about fourth of the leg. So they'll cover the pocket area. Um, jocks. So jocks are probably the most comfortable just because they are just supportive in the front. And then in the back, they do have a little bit of, of elastic supporting your butt, um, which does give it lift. However, uh, a jock um, is not only for sports. A lot of people say, oh, well, I have to wear a jock strap, strap for um, football. Nowadays, they actually don't have jock straps that they wear. They actually wear jock briefs or protective cup briefed, cupped briefs. Um, that's to reduce chafing as well. But um, jocks are now fashionable. So with a jock, this is the perfect opportunity for a, uh, for a fabric that is very, you know, you don't want any, uh, a lighter material fabric like a, um, a very thin linen or um, silk that you wear. What you can do is, you know, you wear a jock so that it doesn't show any underwear lines um, and stuff like that. Now... Uh, again, with a jock, it's just giving you support there. Um, again, I'm trying not to give you too much stuff because I want to make sure that you guys read the thing. There's so much information here. And I don't want to bore you too much on this podcast. Anyways, let's get into men's thongs and bong thongs. So men's thongs are kind of like the same thing as a jock, except for instead of having uh, the, the, the button support on the sides of the, the, the butt, 
actually goes through the uh, <laughs> through the crack of the ass. So uh, again, why men's thongs? Well, this is another reason if you're wearing softer materials and you are in tighter materials and you don't want that outline of the underwear outline, you'd wear a thong just to cover everything up. This way that there's no, you know, lines um, below the butt cheeks where the, the jock would go, the thong actually goes through the butt crack. And that's the reason for the thong is again, it's, it's to ensure that, you know, there's just enough support, but it's also breathable, good for hot weather. And, you know, it doesn't show any lines on tighter fabrics. A bong thong and a thong are two different things. A thong, when you look at it, the, where the, the waistband is basically the material, so it's like a string on the sides, if that makes sense. A bong thong has the front of a, um, of a sports brief or a brief, and then the back is just the thong. Is just the you know string going up the crack so that's the difference between a bong thong and a men's thong a men's thong has way less uh, fabric it doesn't really look cute to me um, it looks kind of feminine which isn't a bad thing um, but there is you know less there there is no waistband there's basically just a string holding everything up a bong thong looks like briefs in the front but it's a thong in the back. If you want to see what a bong thong looks like, you can go to meltrunk.com and then, you know, you can look at our thongs. It actually says bong thong or thong on that. So now we get into boxers, which are actually having a decrease now, but it actually made a comeback in the 80s and 90s. And nowadays, um, boxers actually have a different kind of material that is being used. Before it was a solid piece of material that had no stretch and anything like that. Now they're actually making boxers that are stretchable. They have a, a fabric that have a, um, a, a stretch um, percentage for left and right stretch or they have you know elastic in the material. Now boxers have no support whatsoever and a lot of people think, oh hey, boxers are cool, I'm gonna wear boxers. But with boxers, you don't get the support. So if you, and I wore boxers when I was a kid and through high school, and I always had a problem with hitting my balls on chairs because, you know, I would like plop down and then my balls would just go, oop, and then there. <laughs> and that was in pain for like the whole class. Um, so boxers have no support. They're just for coverage. Um... So yeah, so these are kind of like the oldest style of underwear. Um, boxers were actually um, created way before the 15th century and then slowly started to progress into the short, the shorts figure that we see today. They died off, made a comeback in the 80s and 90s, some of the thousands. And are now, you know, uh, having a cutoff again. A lot of people are actually into boxer briefs. But again, you know, usually guys don't care. They'll just throw on some underwear and whatever. But there is a reason for all these styles. And I kind of hope I, I let you guys know those style, those reasons for the styles. Again, briefs are good for, you know, they're, they're the all-terrain go-to type. Um, less fra fabric, breathable, and support. Uh, boxer briefs give you, you know, the same support, but adds 
material <clears throat> so that there's less chafing in the legs. Trunks does reduce the, the chafing, but it has less material in the legs, unlike uh, boxer briefs. Jocks are totally for support and butt support. Uh, men's thongs and bong thongs, um, again, just support in the front. There's nothing in the back, so it's way breathable and comfortable, especially on hot days. And boxers are there just for coverage. There is no support um, or anything like that. So I hope this uh, this helps you guys out when picking, uh, um, you know, underwear for your day-to-day lives, whether it's, you know, um, going to work every day or, you know, going out and having fun at the theme park. Again, you don't want to flop your, your balls on the seat every time you have to fastly, you know, really fast get up and down. That hurts. Anyways, that's going to be it for the show. Um... I will be doing some stuff this weekend. I'll try to get you a show maybe on Monday or Tuesday and then also on Friday of next week. Um, Again, if you have any questions, you can go ahead and email us at um, mike at gaymenspodcast.com. If you want to call in for the show for any of your questions, like what we did earlier, you can call 714-610-7128, extension 4, And I will answer your question. I might even answer it on air. Um, And of course, I think you heard the ad where you can actually go to the information, whatever, and click the link to actually record your question there as well. So whether you want to call or record or email, that's totally up to you. Um, You can go to gaypodcast.com for more information about the show. Um, If you want to be on the show... Uh, just let me know. You can call the number. You can email me. You can request on the website as well. That's going to be it. It is Friday. If you are doing the kickoff to Pride, good luck. I'm not going to drink tonight because I feel like shit. Anyways, have a fun Friday, guys, and I will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.